Welcome to the Dork Forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the Dork Forest and dork down for a while. Hi, this is Jackie Cash and welcome to the Dork Forest. It's episode 33. We're back in my living room. It's all very exciting. The website's, of course, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, the donation button. Knock yourself out, people. Don't, don't forget, to, don't forget to, to donate if you haven't. And thank you if you have. There's merchandise. You can get a Ranger of the Dork Forest t-shirt or one of my CDs if you like. The credits, of course. Patrick Brady fixes the audio. Mike Rickberg does the intro and outro songs. And Vilmos fixes the website. And Vilmos has his own podcast called Green Room Radio, where he introduce, uh, he interviews road comics. Super fun. Anyway, sitting in my living room, uh, right now we have, there's, I, I met him at a storytelling. It's like a storytelling venue um, that I've met both of these guys at, and it was really fun. Across from me, Mr. Paul Feldman, welcome to the program. Hello. Hello. And uh, sitting to my right, Taylor Orsi. Hi. Yes, welcome. They're, they have uh, projects and websites, and they will all be linked on the notes. <laughs> but let's get right. Here's Paul. Paul, we did a we did a storytelling thing together, and you were like, "Dork Forest." That sounds like me. And uh, <laughs> and you were like, "Cause you're gaming. I mean, you're pretty. You know, you've got some traditional dork cred." Yeah, yeah. I've got about um, sixty Warhammer forty thousand miniatures sitting in my uh, guest house, half of which are painted. Um, okay. But, Half of which are painted very nice. Yeah, well, you know, it was the starter set, and I, I, I bought it right after my kid was born with ideas of, like, I'll do this instead of play video games, and, uh, you know, I've been a little busy. You so. can tell you're an optimist, because you didn't say half of them are not painted. Yeah, well, you know. Look I, at you, glass half full Taylor Orsi. <laughs> well done. I didn't even know that about <laughs> myself, thank now, you. Now, Warhammer is, like, tabletop gaming, kind of like Dungeons & Dragons? It's Do similar. you create a character, or is it... No, it's it's. Uh, or are they pre-written campaigns? It's for the most part uh, grown men moving little toys around on a table, uh, and then that's what you could call Monopoly. I suppose you could. You could call it, but let's never play Monopoly again. Quite honestly, I'm not very good at it. I don't like it. I didn't enjoy it the last time I played. I got very excited because I hadn't played since I was a kid. This was like maybe eight years ago. And uh, all right, we're gonna play Monopoly. Yeah. And I'm not a very good capitalist, unfortunately. Well, I think the purpose of the game is to destroy the economy. <laughs> And you're like, I don't approve of that at all. So, it is. I, once I real, I you know, you play it with your family when you're younger, and then yeah. you realize what a monopoly is. I remember it was in the news somewhere. Some cable company or AT and T was buying up a bunch of things or something, oh, right. and you know, maybe 15 years ago or something. And I was like, oh, so this is a monopoly. But why is the government telling them to stop? If if you, I mean, it's a game and it has fun houses. Like, actually, you were a child, just a simple <laughs> child of the people who just wanted to know why. What? Why, if it was such a fun game, why aren't we doing it? Oh, that's ridiculous. Did you ever cut anyone a break when you played Monopoly? Like, oh, I know it, you don't have to pay for the hotel on Boardwalk. I know Eventually. I mean, yeah. the thing is, is, there's two things. There's sibling rules, which is that irritating thing that you went around, go, but you forgot to ask for your paychecks. So you don't get your paycheck, <laughs> and which is a horrible sibling rule. And then there's the point when your parents intervene and go... Okay, nobody has $1,600 anymore. Uh, she gets to sit on Marvin Gardens. You can't. You can't, you can't bankrupt her right now. That's she gets of, one more turn. Was Marvin Gardens one of the crappy light blue properties? No, that was a yellow. It was mm. a yellow? Okay. I, I had a 
I made up the uh, the money rules. It was always kind of like making up how much you got to get, and then you'd kind of just angle it so you were at the advantage. And then you were always supposed to be the bank because then you could be like, oh yeah, and I'm just uh, changing something out, and now I'm rich now, and I win. And now that's weird. Which is basically how our economy works. Yeah, it's exactly how life works. So it turns out, well, there is something to be learned from Monopoly. And what I've learned is I don't want to play it. I don't want to play it. I want to play other board. I want to play other games. I think is what I really do. And um, yeah, it's. I'm I'm too. I'm too excited. There's too many topics. I mean, there's gaming. (laughs) We could go gaming. But Taylor, you came up because I had a salt dork who was going to come on the show. Um, Taylor Negron. Was going to come on. Oh, and he yeah. loves salt mm-hmm. and is into artesian salts. and Fancy salts. Fancy salts. Now, it came up. I brought that up. And we were sitting in the green room behind the, sh- behind the show. And you were like, went into the history <laughs> of flipping salt. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't. I, I vague, You know how you, like, you know you learn something and then it's gone. So let's talk about minerals. <laughs> And dietary minerals. Did you? She's into dietary minerals, or has possibly a lot of information about it. Let's just go there. Um. Yeah. Um. W- what would you like to? Well, know let's. First? It's 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 what I liked about it was uh because now the people are really into fancy salts. Like yeah, there's yeah. red salt. Yeah. No. There. I, uh, I'm okay. sure they have names. Well, there's um. Yeah. <laughs> there's um because there's. Okay. So the the. The most important thing I think to to differentiate between like the salts is whether it's like a cooking salt or a finishing salt. So what? Right. So the cooking salts, you have basically three different kinds of cooking salt. You have regular table salt, which is if you go into your I didn't I think actually that's the only kind of salt I didn't bring. Turns out I own table salt. I'm good. I figured there uh, might be some. <laughs> I actually I own I own uh, um I, the iodized salt with the umbrella. Right. Uh somebody gave me some of that. I have a giant box of kosher salt and yes. I have a, a a little uh roundy thing of sea salt. Of sea salt. Yeah, and I think that um a lot of folks uh Number one, don't know what the iodized part of iodized salt means, which I always think is very interesting. Yeah. Um, why? Why does it cause it not to clump? Why? No, that's actually it's that's... actually not an anti-caking agent. It was um, the first public health initiative that was uh, brought up um, that was implemented by the Center for Disease Control in the early 1920s to um, to put iodine in the salt. We adopted it from the Swiss. Okay. And it I prevents vaguely... goiter and mental retardation. It's it's one of the essential minerals. It prevents minerals. mental retardation? Yes. Wow. Why, why doesn't lack of iodine cause mental retardation? I don't know that part. <laughs> Do, you know who needs to know? <laughs> Do you know who needs to know that? 42-year-old women who want to have babies? Yeah. No. <laughs> Take your iodine. Anyway. <laughs> Take your iodine. And so, your magic pills. And, 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 which, and, which minerals are? Minerals are magic, I think. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I, I, like, I like them. So that's, um, you know... Iodine was one of the putting iodine in salt. It was one of the first things that the Center for Disease Control did as part of like a public health initiative. Another one is um, recommending vitamin D in milk, fortified milk, okay. milk in the 40s because that got rid of old timey diseases like rickets. Oh, okay. What the heck is a goiter? Do you know? Offhand? It's it's like um. You're gesturing towards your throat, and I have heard about such it's an like item. It's like a, it's large. It's like a grapefruit-sized yeah. growth, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a grapefruit-sized growth. But it's not a tumor. It's not a cancer. Okay, we'll put it in the notes. It's a, you I'll know look what? It yeah, it's a, it's a mineral. A it's just a, it's a mineral deficiency. It's, yeah, it's probably equally as worrisome, I'd imagine. As yeah, yeah. A, 
I'll, anytime I'll, you got anything the size of a grapefruit hang growing on you. Your, yeah. <laughs> Bulbous <laughs> flesh. It does seem like a bad choice. And then also uh, fluoridation of water is another one. All right, that was supposed in to the stop. Six, uh, in the 60s. And that was in the 60s? Mm-hmm. Okay. And now, of course, we got a lot of people who were like, no, no fluoridation. Yeah, yeah well, some people, um, I went... One of, I went to a few colleges, but one of the first one I went oh, did to, you? yeah, hobby college goer, yeah, was um, <laughs> I just didn't adapt very well. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but I went to one of the first college I went to was like a super liberal arts college where they didn't have grades, and I hated it. Uh, and one of the things that they would do is just talk about the way that the government's trying to control our minds. And what college was it? Wow. It's called Hampshire College oh, in, okay. uh, in... In New Hampshire? No, in um, <laughs> a- Amherst, Massachusetts. Oh, Western Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yeah. Yes. Which I'm, I'm born and raised in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. so when you call a tortilla a wrap, like, that was... I right. automatically knew I'd made the wrong choice of where to go. I was like, it's not a wrap. Why did you put spinach in it? Um, and so, yes, one of the things that people would talk about is that fluoridation in the water um, makes you sedate. Um, That's because they saw serenity. That's what they, because it causes Maybe. reavers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever saw Firefly. I'll be over here. Okay, so uh, just <laughs> you had me at Reavers. Yeah. Reavers, did you did you see Firefly? Did- um, I did not see Firefly, but Reavers just sounds like some kind of cool sci-fi thing to be oh, yeah. frightened it's of. It's a Nathan Fillion. It's a Joss Whedon. Uh, it, it's yeah. essentially if Han Solo had a um, uh, a dramedy. Wow. It's a, yeah, because it's he's a he's a he's a smuggler wandering around old time. It, it's space and then western. It's a space western. My younger sister was really in the Firefly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I, but it's pr- I. It's pretty sweet. I missed the bus, unfortunately. I guess I could watch it on DVD. I've heard it interviews of Joss Whedon. He's yeah. an interesting guy. He plays piano really well. Does he? Does he? Yeah. Who knew Joss Whedon played the piano? Oh, you know what? He wrote the theme to Firefly. No, oh, there we go. On the piano? Uh, probably. He's it like John Carpenter. He, uh, or Randy Newman. Mm. No. Or, yes, he's, a, he's exactly <laughs> like Randy Newman, actually. <laughs> he's everywhere. That's why you know him and Neil Patrick Harris. Um, yeah, so I like the idea of because uh, I, I, I hung out with a lot of hippies um, all, all of my mm. life and uh, from college on, and because, but I don't think because we were we were talking, Paul and I were talking about coffee and how it's just going to lead to because I, I had a macrobiotic buddy back in the nineties oh. who insisted that the love of you. It, well, it's sometimes people who are really into macrobiotics sometimes they. Like they smell, they yeah. just give off like a, oh, a can, nutritional smell. I don't know what it is. They give off this horrible odor of health, and it's, it's, a, it's a, <laughs> what they're doing is they're processing their toxins so quickly. Anyway, I'm sorry I interrupted you. Oh no, no, that's no, that's fine. But Kevin, Ke- Ke- you know Kevin Willington, uh, his name was Kevin Andrus, and he changed his name to. Kevin Willington, and he changed the spelling of it because he, uh, for numerology reasons. Oh. Wow. There's a lot of things in a row happening with yeah. Kevin. And, uh, and he used to be an anarchist and uh, and had a lot of rage issues, and he dealt with them <laughs> with, with diet. Yeah, it's it's actually really interesting the way that, um, for me, I, I was raised in sort of like a new age household that had a lot of different nutritional trends cycling in and out of it. I and should imagine being raised in Los Angeles. <laughs> they're like, what about this? Your blood type determines who you are and Jesus was A positive or something. And you're like, I'm not like Jesus. I don't know, but we don't believe in him anyway. I mean, we know he's a guru and everything, but he's not the guru. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> so, uh, yeah, but wow. um, I, I knew trip. a lot of people that, and I, I, myself, I, I went through the, a cycle where I got really into knowing about nutrition and knowing about diet, and I realized I was just trying to control my life in a sure. way, you know, and I knew a lot of people who were like that, and some... I get a little wary when I meet vegans or people who are super, super into supplements and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Because it, it's not to say that that those things are bad for you, but I right. think a lot of times when you meet somebody that's like, I can't eat that, I can't eat that, I can't eat that, I can't eat that, I have this allergy, this allergy. And it's just sort of like, who hurt you? Right. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> Let's go find him. Okay. It's but Kevin's got a whole thing about how um, because he was he's been macrobiotic for like 15 years, he can't eat. He can't process some foods, like some processed foods. His, he gets ill. Yeah. No, I, I think that, you know, sometimes when you... The more a food is processed, the more, ju- like, time it takes for your body to break it down. So right. a good instance, a good example of that is... Um, TVP for vegetarians or texturized vegetable protein. When you order a veggie burg- burger, sometimes it's soy, you know, very mm-hmm. processed soy meats. And actually, we called it mock duck back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, like, a lot of people are eating, like, you know, they eat seitan, which is kind of the which same thing. Which is mock duck. It's exactly the same thing. That's it. Because when I came out here and I saw seitan, I was like, huh, it's. It's mock duck. <laughs> it's, uh, Wisconsin, we call it mock duck. Anyway, but that's funny. So, no, I think a lot of people get get a uh, get gas from that because they can't. It's actually harder for your system to break down than meat. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. There's well, I read that that Michael Pollan book in defense of food. Oh yeah, he's great. Yeah, I love that book. It was it was fascinating. Yeah, and it was. Um, but he was talking about how even the FDA guy. I think the Food and Drug Administration. There we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, the FDA, the head of the FDA, they were they wanted to do more TVP in every. They wanted to put soy in everything because then it brings the protein count up, and then you can sell the nutrition scientists can sell it as as more as healthier. And the FDA guy was like, I, th- I think we're going to find out that we're going to want to eat soy as the. Asians have been eating it. We're not going to want to do a lot more to soy. Let's wait. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to want more studies on this. I just think it's interesting that, you know, with diets and, and all that stuff, it, it it comes back to, like, essentially we're trying to figure out how can I healthily live without moving, you know? Right. And, and it's just like if you just – it seems like there's a ping pong between just eat this and don't do anything else and you'll be cool. Like Dr. Atkins was like, eat Eat butter every day and, you know, just right. don't eat any bread, you know. And I think it's more just if you eat a little bit of everything and get a decent amount of exercise, yeah. by and large. It's all in moderation yeah. and get all of, like, if you get your food, Mike, Michael Pollan yeah. talked about this. It was just don't do anything that your grandma wouldn't do, you know. Right, right, right. He has that, the, the rules of if your your grandmother or great-grandmother wouldn't recognize it as food, yeah. then don't. It, and he the example he used was Gogurt. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, if your grandmother saw a tube of Gogurt, what would she say? Would she purchase that? Uh, no. she my Like, I could never imagine my grandma being like, oh, um, could you take that burger and just wrap it in lettuce because the... Fun is just really right. going to go straight to my thighs. Yeah. Right. It's not... Yeah. It's... Uh, I th- and then the other weird thing is that the, in that In Defense of Food, he actually quoted the bread that I ate. <laughs> and I had to stop eating that particular brand of bread because he broke it down into what that... It's the Sara Lee 45 calorie yeah, they, per slice. The, <laughs> I didn't five understand... Five things of fiber in each grams. He... Uh, one of the things he said that didn't really occur to me to... to 
to, to do, it seemed almost counterintuitive. One of the things that he says is avoid foods with health claims that say oh, high right. in omega threes and yeah, low right. fat and blah, 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 blah. And I said, well, that doesn't make any sense. And if you look on a wrapper, there's just all of this, all of these ingredients in there that you don't really know what does right. to your body, like special K with red berries. I think has soy in it and like the high school kids are taking that now at concerts I think or or raves especially especially red berries it's the rave drug it's a cat tranquilizer and it helps you lose weight (laughs) (laughs) I think what Michael Pollan said was it was uh, that if if it if it has a health claim on the on the packaging it means it's in packaging. Yeah. yeah. Hey, how about you don't eat something that's in packaging? Yeah. How about you go and buy yourself a head of cauliflower and bake it? We had some friends over for dinner not too long ago, and they brought over. They were, it was really sweet of them, and I appreciate them bringing it over. But they brought over like cake from uh, like a big supermarket chain, like Ralph's or Albertsons or something like that. But okay. And it was a very lengthy list. I mean, you were talking about Game of Thrones being long. I mean, the the list of, <laughs> the list of ingredients could give it a run for its money. And, like, as we got into the more interesting-sounding stuff, I, it was, like, something really evil-sounding, like disodium phenyl oxide zyklon B. I don't know what the hell it was. And I'm like, all right, I'm looking that up. And I just picked a random weird chemical and looked yeah. it up oh, on Wikipedia. Yeah. I'm like, okay, why is this in here? And it did something to make it resemble food. Like right? Food. And it also was used to de-ice airplane wings. So Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. And it's like, and then on the one hand, like, part of me saying, well, yeah, but, you know, obviously people are eating it. I mean, don't be, you know, because I think it's possible to go too far in the other direction and start acting like a medieval peasant where, like, science is bad. Right. You know? Yeah. But at the same time, I don't want to eat wing de-icer. No. So. No. But, I mean, I think that... There's and people talk about like the obesity epidemic in in America and what to do about that and why and I think it really uh, one of the as- one of the important aspects about addressing that is a high calorie diet that is low in nutritional content. So you have that was in Good Omens. Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett wrote that's a book. right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where, where, where famine was a big fat dude, right? No, yeah. no, super no? thin, but had, oh. had a two pronged attack on on human uh, that people would die of. Ob- they were obese, but That's they died of uh, bad nutrition. And um, it's now, yeah, it's, yeah. And it, we are we do tend. To, uh, I stopped after reading that book. I stopped drinking uh, any non fat or two percent milk. Yeah, because uh, they add something called palmitate, and it's a palm oil uh, sodium. Uh, it's a powder that makes milk creamier. Oh. Mm. It's supposed to make 2% milk milkier. And I was like, you know what I'm going to do? Drink whole milk and drink less of it. Yeah. How about that? We just started to drink whole milk in, in, the, in our house because I, I guess... Turns out the vitamins that you need in milk are kind of taken out the more fat right. is taken out of it. I mean, that's something else that Michael Pollan talked about was was not being afraid of fat because going back to vitamins and minerals and stuff like that, the, you know, a lot, most vitamins, vitamin C isn't fat soluble and, and the eight B vitamins aren't fat soluble, but the rest of them, you need fat to absorb them. So oh, really? a lot of times that's what, it's one of the reasons among among mil- uh, countless why you have people, people are who have been twitchy. anorexic or skinny for a long time or people who if you know that person in your life that's like I only eat carrots and very kind of yeah. thin if you see their skin kind of starting to look like leather and it's Yikes. because of the vitamin. it does occur that occurs in nature here in Los Angeles <laughs> where you're just like ah oh, 
No, no. Sandwich. Anyway. But, That's um, uh, well, it's the Michael Pollan book and then another one. Because living here, yeah. you really do get caught up in not understanding how it's to eat food. It's on the freaking wind. How to yeah. use food. And, like, I know people who are like, oh, have you gone to Giuliano's Raw on the west side? You know, Giuliano, he just drinks his own urine. And then he urinates it out. And that's all he does all the time. It's so wonderful. And you're oh. like, what planet do you live on? So what the book... Wait, is it a restaurant where you get to Giuliano's go? Giuliano's Raw. No. Yeah. You just you drink get to drink it's a urine restaurant. They're really, really hot. <laughs> oh, God. But, I'm officially creeped out. Okay. Um, Michael Pollan's In Defense of Food or Omnivore's Dilemma. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, the one that like I just really started to enjoy food and shut up was reading Julia Child's My Life in France. Because oh, I read that. Yeah. Julia Child's Julia awesome. Child, yeah, I never knew that she, before that, wasn't like a fancy lady that was mm-hmm. trying to talk about, you know, haute cuisine in France. Right. She was just trying to figure out, she's from Pasadena. Yeah. Right. And yeah, yeah. was that not, was crazy. you know, I identified with her not appreciating just food made well because she talked about she grew up eating minute steaks and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. then she goes to France and she eats just simple food made well. Right. And going back to salts, a really good way to just like appreciate seasonal vegetables or a really good quality piece of meat is just to have good salts on it Mm because salt enhances the flavor of anything. Yeah, you were talking about what is a finishing salt? How does that like the the three salts that I own are any of those finishing salts? Um, No. Um, Okay. Well, here's I can go into uh, talking about the differences between those three salts, the sea salt, the table salt, and kosher salt. Let's hear it. Okay. Kosher salt isn't as salty. And it, what what the, makes it kosher? The 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 rabbi? It's the process that um, it's it's purified. Wait a in. minute. Uh, it, it doesn't. It can't ever really feel good about itself. Is what makes it kosher. <laughs> I thought it had to be dealt with humanely. The salt. That, yeah, the salt. The salt had to be harvested in a in a, in a way that was very quick. <laughs> I think that um, actually that's. Uh, kind of contentious how a salt gets koshered. When I was like trying to make sure that I knew what I was talking about with kosher sure. salt, there were a few different... First time ever. Good work. <laughs> there, were, there were a couple of different times where people were like, we don't really know how salt gets koshered, but it's for when you're koshering meat. I don't know what that means. I'm not oh. Jewish. By the way, uh, we don't really know is pretty much... I'm born... Feldman? Yeah, there you go. Uh, born Jewish, not not... Definitely not practicing right now, but uh, we don't really know is the answer I got uh, for just about everything from my rabbi. So. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> we don't a, really we're know. just doing it. That's what's happening. Yeah, I just look. Just don't. Just don't become a Christian, please, and, <laughs> and put a coin in the box for Israel. So. It's a, um, d- d- yeah, we're gonna plant a tree, but it's, <laughs> we're gonna plant it in Palestine. Is that all right? Oh, I'm sorry. Jackass <laughs> uh, alert. Uh, okay, let's keep moving. Go. So here's. The di- oh. This is kosher salt. Oh, right. she's pouring salt onto she's a plate. Salt onto a plate. And I'm gonna show you the, just the, the difference between this and then this is just regular sea salt. Right. Which is and, bigger. Right. It's basically. It sounds bigger. And then you have regular. <laughs> then you have regular. You have regular iodized salt. Iodized yeah. or you know or table yeah salt. table salt. And basically. This sea salt is evaporated from the ocean. Okay. So it's supposedly supposed to be more natural, but that's not really proven. It's just bigger, and then kosher salt is bigger granules of salt flattened. And it's easier to use when you're cooking because you can pinch it easier as opposed to this, and it kind of falls out of your... 
Oh, and so this is really kosher salt is really good if you want to make things flavorful, um, but not make it uh, too, too sharp because table salts can be mm. can have like a sharp taste. So like if you wanted to do a salt crusted steak, I've done a like a steak that's basically just like a bucket of salt and egg whites, and then you kind of form a shell mm-hmm. around the wow. steak and bake it, and it's actually not that overwhelmingly salty. Um, but it brings out the flavor of the steak more. Yeah. Okay. Um, which is just really awesome. So, um, but they're, they're both for cooking. These both are cooking salt. salts. Okay. And then, sell. These are two different kinds of Does that salt. mean flour of the sea? No, flour of salt. Yeah, it means flour of salt. And basically what this is, is when, and it all, um, when a salt is, you know, when they're kind of uh, evaporating and they're panning for Show it and, and making it, yes. this is... The top layer, which is why it's called fleur de sel, it no because smell. it's 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 like a flower that you pick the top yeah. off. So that's why it's called flower of the sea. And fleur de sel, you have to kind of make sure that the water source is a good water source and it's not polluted. Oh, okay. Um, so but, like it's sort of like farm salt. Yeah, a little bit. Um, the the thing that's interesting, I think, about fleur de sel is that it's wet. It's kind of wet. So, the reason why it's a finishing salt is because you can put it on food mm-hmm. and it won't, um, ev- like, uh, dissolve into the food. It'll kind of retain a shimmer and it'll kind of stay. It'll sit on, on top. top. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's um, salty. I tasted it. I tasted some too. It is salty. <laughs> and then here's um, an example of a smoked salt, which, awesome. if you smell, this is another finishing salt. This kind of smells like scotch. Oh. It does. It smells kind of peaty, like a peaty scotch. Yeah, that's a nice, that's a homey smell. Wow. That's, and that's just really subtle. This reminds me of the coffee episode we just did. <laughs> I'm, up, I'm, wow. I'm being serious. That reminds me of, like, have you ever been to, like, one of those ski lodges that the WPA built? Like, they're, like, yeah. they're, oh, they're yeah. all homey, there's mahogany, like, it's wood. Just, and, yeah. That, that's what it makes me think of. A yeah. hearth. That's what it makes me think of. <laughs> it a tavern. Does. It does. Yeah. What the heck is that stuff called? Uh, this is just a smoked, a smoked sea salt. It's smoked with. It's a wood smoked sea salt. Right, right, because it smells like wood. <laughs> God yeah. damn. So, this is kind of actually a, a more subtle Whoa. taste than right. you oh, so taste want. It? But also, if you've had coffee, you can't taste it. I realized because oh, I did shit. it. I did it in the car after I had an espresso, and mm. you're like, "Oh, that's that's great, Taylor." But <laughs> there's an aftertaste if you have a palate cleanser, like um. Sure, sure. I don't know, whatever. This. And then okay, one more is. <laughs> One more thing. <laughs> is, uh, I told you. She was just like, and then this happened. And then she, holy oh my crap. God. She just brought in the. It's <laughs> like a dilithium crystal. Or something. It is a dilithium crystal. Well done. I, I might need to take a picture of that and put that, that as is, the. That's awesome. What the hell is that? that? This is a salt light. A salt light. A salt light. And it's made with um, Himalayan sea salt. But it's that's actually not as fancy as you think it is. It's basically what what pink salt, what gives it this pink sheen, supposedly, ideally, is an iron content. Okay. So you'll see this touted, oh, pink Himalayan sea salt. They'll have it. They have it yeah, at Trader yeah. Joe's at artisanal. We're looking at a giant oh. pink crystal right now. Right, right. It's... It, 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 it. I, I want a deer to come into this room and just start <laughs> licking it. It looks and magic. If you... <laughs> oh my god, it lights up. Yeah, if you plug it in. Oh my I god. Need to plug it in, but you don't need to plug it in because. This is audio, but, uh, <laughs> but we will. We'll use our imaginations to light it up. Oh, no, we're going to plug it in for real. Great. What the heck? Oh. Do you know what that reminds um, You remember in, in Temple of Doom, they had the Shankara yeah, stones? Yeah, 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 It looks like one of those. 
And uh, so if it's plugged in, it kind of looks very... Ooh. Oh my god. How cool. <laughs> that doesn't look real. That yeah, looks like it's, it's plastic, actually, but it's not. It, it's salty. It's actually salt. I've done that. I've, I've I mean... So that's like a giant salt crystal. It's a salt crystal. It's a giant wow. salt crystal. And I think the idea is that salt... Um, just this similar to being by the ocean and the seawater has negative ions that mm. it, and it's supposed to have a calming effect so i think supposedly it's supposed to the be warmth it's, of it's, the light like emanates negative beautiful. ions it is very i love it we're going to put that in the middle right next to the cashews <laughs> i think we should we can rub the cashews on it and then yeah holy but um, sometimes it's just artificially colored and if himalayan sea salt doesn't necessarily come from the himalayas it does not. No, it comes from regions around the world, so I don't know why it's called that. So there's my share. I like it. <laughs> that's that's, uh, that's all. No, that that looks very sci-fi to me. Personally. It does look super sci-fi. Like some it's ancient, a... advanced race that uh, built that... everything out of salt. Right. This is all that's left of Fantasia. <laughs> Bastion. Bastion. You get as many wishes as you want. What is that from? Call my name. Never-ending story. <laughs> oh, the never-ending story, which I've seen a bunch of times. Yeah. Uh, all I have is, uh, I, ha- uh, I, I have Willow on the mind for some reason. I, oh. I do too. It's, who, uh, who doesn't? Who doesn't always have? <laughs> oh my God! There's a peck. He's got an acorn pointed at me. And, uh, <laughs> I stole it from a stupid daikini. Uh, <laughs> cloudy weather makes me think of Willow. I think because. It's burned in my memory. Like, I remember the day I went to see, I went to see it with my friend Rafer Gabriel. Like, we went to see it in the theater, and I had, like, just discovered how awesome Swords and Sorcery were. Sure. So I was very excited. Yep. And uh, every time it's cloudy out, I think of Willow. That, that, there's, there's a little micro shirt. That is a micro shirt. Um, the woman who is on Willow, someone was just telling me that she's working. She's, she's on some new That's show good. on Showtime. The yeah, princess yeah, or the good. queen? The, the princess. Oh, okay. The queen might have... Uh, she might have shuffled off this mortal coil. Really? I mean, that, well, I mean, the movie's from like 1987, that is isn't true. it? Oh, yeah. So. She, she wasn't able to project her soul into a baby like she tried. Right. And, you know, that's the old, that's the old disappearing pig trick, quite honestly. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love that? I own Willow. And I haven't watched it in a while. I Are there any good extras in. on the DVD? There aren't. There oh. aren't. It's a pity. It's a, um, there, it's a, you know what? I, I don't know that. Uh, but I'm, but I think I would have remembered if they were great. Like, there's two weeks' notice has the greatest DVD commentary ever. <laughs> two weeks' wow. notice being one of the dumbest movies ever that I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, I had a cold the week that it came out, and I saw it oh. three times in the theater. Wow. Because I was yeah. in New York City by myself. Yeah. And I went and saw it three times, and then I bought the DVD, and then I lent the DVD to somebody else, and then I bought another copy of it because they never returned it to me. I love it when like a movie like activates you so much that you go see it again in the theater. I mean, I haven't done yeah. that forever. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Just because I haven't had the chance to, but that's such a... I know it's it's so like wonderfully decadent. So, like I'm gonna go see this again, and because it was so million, awesome. Yeah, there's a million movies to see, but I'm yeah. gonna see that For one again. You, there's just one. <laughs> <laughs> the same guy did uh, uh, music and lyrics, wrote oh. and directed music and lyrics, mm-hmm. and then. That horrible thing about the Morgans. Do you hear about the Morgans? Oh the... yeah, I didn't. I didn't see that one. Oh, oh, I watched it because I didn't mind the because the the both the music and lyrics are also flawed, but um, but you know he he writes a good sort of rom com. Yeah, rom com set in New York. Mm. It's got to be set in New York, and um, and Hugh Grant does a great deal with his charm to uh, make mediocre writing. <laughs> Uh, entertaining and 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 adorable. Would you say that romantic comedies set in New York are kind of like the adult contemporary music of of movies? Kind of. Yeah. I would say. I, um, 
I would say that rom-coms are kind of adult contemporaries because I don't feel like you would all, all the movies that involve yeah they don't have to be in New York well, all the movies that involve relationships and romance and stuff like that I don't think you'd you'd call them a rom-com if they're actually good yeah I could say well I mean one of my personal oh favorite there's movies. some great ones <laughs> yeah Go wait are well, we are we saying that adult contemporary is bad I'm just I mean well, I don't know some, I mean full dis- all right um full disclosure full, full disclosure <laughs> If Paul Feldman's going to bring it, welcome to Mark Maron's uh, What the Fuck. Do I, do have, I think I have a couple Rupert Holmes songs on my iPod. and um, I don't know who that is. Yeah. Pina Colada is getting caught in the rain. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. That song makes me sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I did a, I was, uh, I, I played bass too, and I, I was in the backup band for a comedy show that was kind of like a whole a send-up of Rupert Holmes, and I had to learn a whole bunch of Rupert Holmes songs. Oh, and wow. the weird thing was, I kind of started to appreciate them, just because <laughs> sure. it's not my general... Musical a, milieu. It wouldn't be what you, your go-to? No. 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 All right. Uh, I'm Speed metal? Exactly. Right. I look at you. Huh? Layers? You're wearing right. layers. You got mutton chops. It's all coming together. Yeah, exactly. Or whatever those are. Are they mutton chops? I think so. I just got bullied over these, actually. Really? Why? Yeah. Where? Why? Wait, what? Why How did you can get, you get bullied? bullied? What, you're not right. 12. What's happening? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a- it took me... Okay. I was, uh, we were, I was in... Well, I was in Palm Springs. So okay. every good bully story starts like that. <laughs> I was in Pulp's Reviews. I was eating breakfast with my kid, who's two, and he was sitting in my lap, and we're sitting there in this nice place eating breakfast. And this guy next to us at the table uh, looks over at me, and he says, um, Hey, uh, 1970s call. They want their sideburns back. And then erupts into gales of laughter at the uh, wow. at how awesome That's just good was. writing. That's yeah, just awesome exactly. writing. Holy yeah. smokes. So, and, you know, and I laughed it off or whatever, and it really... It irked me so much. I Facebooked about it. I mean, that, <laughs> oh yeah. Well, then that's that means it's real. Right. Right. Yeah. And it took me a minute. I kind of was like, well, why do I care what this? You know. Right. And then I real and because you're human. Yeah. <laughs> and it might be hard to believe, but as a kid, I was bullied quite a bit. Okay. And uh, and I okay. So he reached, he touched a button. All right. There it is. So that was I was deeply affected by that. So. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but I um you were talking about the music. The how music. much you love the music, man. How much I love... Yeah, how much I love adult contemporary. Well, we, we all get sucked into an occasional Kenny G song, in my opinion. Oof. Uh, no? No? It's a, if you had to learn a lot of Kenny G songs for comedy, for the sake of comedy, <laughs> uh, might you have one day said maybe. to yourself... Mike Birbiglia has that joke that every single Kenny G song is like, na 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 Every single Kenny G song is that. I just... I don't know a lot about Kenny. I mean, I know that he's the go-to as far as, like, you're going to make fun of some music. He's a... But I have, on my iPod, I've got some serious crap staring me down the barrel of a gun here. i got some John Denver. Richard Marks right there waiting for you. I would say that's a little contemporary. He used to make me cry when I when I was younger. I would just cry. And Michael Bolton's How Can We Be Lovers If We Can't Be Friends? I would How belt. can we start over? How can how, how can we roller skate backwards is what it should have been called. It's a, how do I learn to roller skate backwards is what that oh. one should have been called. <laughs> I hope somebody notices me. Because <laughs> couples is coming up. It's coming up, the couple skate. I think you just titled your autobiography whenever you write it. <laughs> Which is what? <laughs> learning, learning to, to skate, backwards. skate backwards. Oh my god. <laughs> the Jackie Cation story. I can only do that when I know how to skate backwards, people. That's very it's zen. A, it is Well, you're zen. still learning. That's I, the last page. It's a journey it's a journey we're, t- we're talking about progress not perfection people that's what we're talking about that's lovely i uh <laughs> it's so 
we've we've touched on it. We've touched on a little bit of religion. Well, there's been some mocking. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, what I like is because you wrote me the longest thing, and I just watched a Colbert where he was talking about um, the Necronomicon. Oh yeah, and. Um, <laughs> The Necronomicon. There's. Oh, I, I should probably explain my face. What is that? It's yeah. It's a uh, Taylor. So t- glad Taylor you doesn't asked. know what it was. I didn't I know don't. what it was when I started doing the Dork Forest, and then I had a guy named Aaron Vanek on. And that sounds like a guy who would know about the Necronomicon. Aaron Vanek is a Lovecraftian. He's a he loves H.P. Lovecraft, and I said, "Who is H.P. Lovecraft?" And I was the recipient <laughs> of uh, a 27 minute. The dude knows about some H.P. Lovecraft, and I've never <laughs> been able to read it. I've never. I don't own yeah. it, but uh, but he wrote he wrote Monster Pulp, yeah. right? Didn't he? Didn't he? create yeah he made the inter- the interesting thing about hp lovecraft is i feel like like ghostbusters is an hp lovecrafty kind of story because hp lovecraft like his thing was and it was in the 20s or before? he wrote in the 20s like okay. his heyday was like he wrote for like pulp magazines like weird tales and things like that wait what are, what are some other titles that he's known for hp lovecraft yeah the Call of Cthulhu is kind of his flagship short yeah, story every time um, anyone mentions cthulhu he made up the word cthulhu yeah and that is this monster, oh, this not. Leviathan, that is 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 mythical, right? Well, depends what? who you ask. <laughs> I mean, that's a crazy. Excellent. Like, the, the, like, as a writer, it's interesting because he never like really wrote a story wherein like here's a character that we're going to identify with and it's going to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. He more just like his short stories, in my opinion, are like he sets up really creepy scenarios. Like, what if this was happening? And the narrator or whoever, because most of his stuff is in first person, the narrator is like, and I'm just going to put this guy here so that the reader can see what's going on. But it, and it, it's definitely got some creepy moments. And his hallmark was kind of like, um, you know, Cthulhu, and then there's all these other weird deities like Zagthoth and like gods that predate Christianity, that the lizard men who walked the earth before humans worshipped, and they're forgotten now, but just you wait because they're coming back any minute and they're going to eat everybody. <laughs> right. and- oh, they're going to eat everybody? Yeah, I think that's that's the plan. Oh, okay, is that's that is that the end of the world? Is where the 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 monsters from from essentially Shadow of the Colossus come and eat everybody? I th- yeah, that's based. That's the plan. Yeah, okay. that's, that's their to do I like list. it. I like eat it. Everybody. Um, but the crazy thing is, is like I Sounds you can believable to me so far, right? And the thing, and so the Necronomicon was like this book, this spell book to summon them because that's what you want to do is bring those guys closer to. Well, then right. you have control. Right. I mean, yeah, then yeah. you're contro- in control of the situation. <laughs> Again, with the control issues. Because when has man ever tampered with forces beyond his control and have it turned against him, right? Right. That's It's always, it's always going to end well. And, yeah. uh, but so the Necronomicon was the spell book that H.P. Lovecraft made up in his short stories that that's people right. would use oh. to summon Cthulhu yeah. and, and the giant monsters. So the Necronomicon was supposed to, I mean, he never wrote the ne- Necronomicon. Or no. He? He, I mean, there would like be like... Silmarillion, like he, <laughs> like they find the lost copy of the Necronomicon in I don't, his trunk. I don't, th- I mean, there were passages that he quoted that he would like, there were certain like passages that he made up or whatever that would always like end up quoted throughout his, his story. And his stories kind of existed in their own universe because they would like reference each other and things like that. And the funny thing about the Necronomicon is that it kind of found its way from just the idea of it, like, uh, like the Evil Dead movies talk about the Necronomicon, but mm. it's... And it's kind of the same thing, but they're not really. But in Evil Dead, it's zombies coming back, or okay, um, yeah. And I know it's it's turned up other places that I can't think of right away. But anyway, uh, and hmm. and I remember when I was in high school, I wondered is Cthulhu real because there is like this whole kind of subculture within like the New Age movement of people who like you know read the Satanic Bible and really dug it, and you know what's the Satanic Bible? 
You never read the Satanic Bible. You call yourself an American, and you have not <laughs> what read. What is happening? But that's not the one where it teaches you how to make bombs, right? No, that's the Anarch. Never mind. <laughs> teaches you how to make bombs for your mind. Satanic Bible. Who wrote that, Satan? Uh, no. <laughs> who wrote the Satanic Bible? A guy named Anton Sandor Levey, um, who looks. He's dead now, but he looks just like Ming the Merciless. It's the coolest fucking thing. On the back of the Satanic Bible is like Ming the Merciless with a fucking pentagram behind it. <laughs> like this. Wow. I just rested my head. A lot of people that think that like Satan, Satan, or even like black magic. I, I like was a, I was like a very proud Wiccan. In, like, yeah, that's <laughs> late that'll, junior that'll high, early high Amherst. school, and there was you know, and then I like was confronted with my future self, and I became repulsed, and I dropped out. I was like, I can't be you. Um, and then I went to Indiana and I worked at Walmart. Um, which is Wick is huge in Indiana. Yeah, no, that's uh, yeah, fantastic. Who and made Walmart? H.P. Lovecraft. He did. Mm-hmm. Hmm. He called it. Maybe, but um, the there was you know reading some a lot of that stuff because mm-hmm. it's all about you know spells and invocations right. and stuff. And then eventually, it's it's sort of like looking at porn online. Like it's just kind of the regular stuff. And then it's like, oh, that link's a little different. And then yeah. before you know it, you're just whisked away to this <laughs> land of like. <laughs> something called old young porn and like just, and you're like I don't know how I did this I feel terrible yeah. and it's like I feel like you know with that kind of world it's, it's yeah absolutely because it's like Same even porn. it's like even if you know even if you don't believe even if you're a complete atheist do you really want to be hanging around with people that are willing to hurt pe- that, that want to you know that would want to be associated with you know, right, with right. evil. Right, right, yeah. Someone was doing a bit about that. It's just like, where, where your whole dream is that y- you want to either be tortured or you want to torture people. Like the Satan, like people who worship Satan either want to torture or want to be tortured forever. And you're like, what, 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 what brings you there? What brings you to that place? And how can I not hang out with you? You know, because it just seems like a negative, seems like a lot of negative energy, man. It's like, <laughs> well, like devil to, worship? Yeah. Seems, seems a little dark. Seems a little dark. Seems like, hmm, I don't know how you're going to, wa- you want to watch music and lyrics? Probably not. Bet you don't. <laughs> well, and, that was, and I'm, by no stretch of the imagination of Satanist, but the funny right, thing right. about the Satanic Bible, and the great, greatest thing was like all these hoary texts of occult lore are available in paperback. It should be dull. You, know, I mean, so, <laughs> right. you can go to the uh, Iliad used bookstore and find it, no doubt. They're clearance at Borders now, probably. They are, half off on uh, the Necronomicon. Right. But the, the, um, the funny thing is, is like there's a whole bunch of people that really do believe that, um, that, that this pantheon of gods that H.P. Lovecraft made up for his pulp fiction in is, 1920. In 1920. They think it's real. And what about before then? Like, was there always, like, like when did the fiction of the occult begin? Any idea? Some people might say Dracula. I mean, that, that's kind of... I mean, cause that's, Which was late 1800s? Mm-hmm. Or? Right. Well, zombies were in, like, Haitian... No, in voodoo culture. Yeah. And that is... Okay, that's thousands back. of years old. Well, yeah, I mean, whatever. if you want to go folklore, then, I mean, as long as there's been people... Yeah. People have been talking about monsters and I stuff. Feel, but. I feel like, I mean, that that's happening with, I think when you were, um, when Emily Maya Mills was on your podcast, you guys started to talk a little bit about Scientology and like the next generation of people that have been born into Scientology, like knowing that this is like, yeah. it's their world. Right, right. And I mean, the Bible has a lot of crazy stuff happening and it, you know, some people could just regard it as a great story. 
And other people are like, no, this is real, real stuff. And maybe there are people like walking around around the time that the Bible was created and like, guys, can you believe it? I, I wrote down this thing and I turned What's-His-Face's wife into a pillar of salt. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> you know what? I'm always disappointed that Lot's wife never had a name. I was like, can't we just call her like Sharon or something? Let's give her a name. Like Lot's wife. She's a huge example about how we're not, we're supposed to be bossed around. Yeah, well, Jackie, and then, women are only defined in relation. Even Lot's men. daughters don't get names and they, they did it. They did the big deed and because uh, Lot supposedly his daughters got him drunk and whatever. Anyway. Um, well, actually I, I saw in the news recently that um, it was just a little blurb, but uh, apparently there was some archaeological dig in Israel or somewhere in there and they found evidence of like kind of a um, basically evidence that at some point like the ancient Hebrews had worshipped like the female aspect of God. And that, okay. it, and that it was an equal thing. No. Yeah. no. <laughs> and there was some sort no. of matriarchy happening. Uh, cover something. it up. Cover it up. Yeah, exactly. It's it's false. But but uh, um, but Judaism is a matriarchy. I mean, uh, that's what's so ironic. Yeah, I, th- I that's totally the craziest know you're thing. Yeah. That's the craziest thing is that is that Judea- you're Jewish if your mother is Jewish, and you have right. and she has to be with the Orthodox, right? To my to my knowledge of uh, you know what else I don't know enough about Mormonism. Let's talk about it. Uh, it's um, uh, you know I don't... that's a good one about kind of lore and myth being turned into mm-hmm. a religion, right? I mean, with I mean the idea was that he got right. He was in northern New York, and he just he was up he was up near, near SUNY SUNY Albany, and he got yeah. a vision from the <laughs> angel Moroni, right? And right. that, and he said, "Hey, you need to write this." And so, like in a fever dream, he just like wrote the Book of Mormon. Right. And then black people have to be in separate sects. I think. Right. Mm. They thought that yeah. Indians were being punished by God because Jesus had come back. I don't know. I um, I'm I'm not familiar with it. I I did hear about a cult. Uh, you know the Oneida. Um, when you go to. Uh, Isn't that like a stoneware company? Yeah, yeah. Oh. They, they make plates <laughs> yeah. for um, I was thinking of Oreitas. Tater tots. Oreitas. Nope. Oh, they're, uh, oh yeah. Oreitas. Uh, oh, the okay. Oneida, they're also a Native American. Uh, they're, they're an Indian tribe, oh. the Oneidas. Yeah. They were one of the uh, the Iroquois, one of the Iroquois nations. Anyway, but uh, the northern New York, there was a, a sex cult. And um, and I know this because of Sarah Vowell's assassination vacation. No. Get out and read that, people. Audio. I got that on audio. Book. Oh, that's I. Li- that's how I listened to it on audio. And um, the guy who shot McKinley was in that cult, mm. and he couldn't get laid in the in the sex cult, the Oneida Indian. Um, oh, that's rough. The, yeah, yeah. If you can't get laid, in if you a, can't get laid in a sex in a cult, sex that's cult. that's you are genuinely unattractive. You might be <laughs> macrobiotic and uh, and smell of of health. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you got some health smells going on. So, but I, I just, I think it's interesting that you know, like the, the, the occult specifically, like leads into like a pop culture kind of thing. Like Scream Four is coming out, yeah, and people love he love the screams. You know, I don't watch it because uh, it scares me. And uh, success, you've already, it's already worked out, and uh, I, don't, I don't need to see <laughs> it's it. It's so, too good. It's well done, and I don't need to be party to it. And uh, but, uh, but you know, like it leads into. Like, like, there's there's people who thought Dungeons and Dragons was this terrible thing back in the '80s, and that that movie came out. Right, um, Mazes and Monsters. That's it, Mazes which, and Monsters. Which is crazy. Uh, did you see Mazes and Monsters? I did not. You obviously. Top, I have not. I've heard of it. Actually, uh, it looked us up on Wikipedia. It's something called the Steam Tunnel Incident, mm-hmm. which is um, 
basically explodes the myth of the 20th century, which is that Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> which is that D and D is bad for you. Um, oh. Aside from prolonging your virginity, because uh, Mon- basically uh, Tom Hanks plays the classic guy who plays D and D, and he thinks he's his character, and then something bad happens, he loses it, and he goes crazy. And then they also work on a little J.R.R. Tolkien, mm-hmm, and he mm-hmm. has to go to the two towers, which in the case of the movie is the World Trade Center. Oh wow! And I saw that movie for the first time on like November first, two thousand one. <laughs> I was like, I re- this was supposed to be escapist, you know? Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's so uh, too close. To <laughs> I like Taylor's face. It was like, oh god, no, no, it's gonna be ugly. The t- <laughs> two towers. Don't open that bag. Oh well. But the steam tunnel is, uh, is where the whole myth comes from because, and I can't remember the guy's name, but in the late sixties, early seventies, there was this kid who he had a lot of issues. He, you know, I, I'm sure modern psychiatry could give him a whole bunch of pills to turn him into a zombie, and then the issues wouldn't manifest. But um, <laughs> he, uh, I don't mind that. <laughs> uh, but. Um, Essentially, he played D&D among a whole bunch of other things, and he did get lost in the steam tunnels under his uh, school, and he was also a closeted homosexual, and all he had a whole bunch of issues, and he ended up, unfortunately, committing suicide, because he was just a really tortured guy who, because of the time he yeah. was living in, couldn't get the help he needed. Right, However, yes. people heard steam tunnels, <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons, suicide... Oh. And those three have been forever married. So. Oh, really? Oh, so. That is interesting. Well, it always makes people feel better when they can, like, use something as a scapegoat. Yeah. Right. Let's uh, let, let's point out that it gets better, people. It gets better. It does get better. Look at the dork forest. Just think of me st- standing when I'm 13, reading and rereading a Civil War series by Joseph Paul Schuller. Uh, <laughs> getting beat up, not getting beat up. People curious why I'm rereading these books over and over <laughs> again. What are you doing? And, uh, yeah, see, and then I grew up and uh, just went to Madison. Anyway, I went to college. Okay, so... Um, Though I am curious, what other colleges did you go to? You went to Bloomington, you went to Indiana. No, I didn't. Um, no, you didn't. I dropped out. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I dro- it's okay. <laughs> um, that wasn't one of the colleges you went no, to? No, I oh. went, um, I, when I dropped out of Hampshire, mm-hmm. I um, said, I'm just going to be a Rhodes Scholar. Excellent. And I'm going to um, write the great American novel and work at Walmart with like an old-timey typewriter, and I was just a really pretentious <laughs> 18-year-old asshole. And... Um, did I you go that, steampunk? Go steampunk. I, Get yourself like a royal. Clackety clackety clack clack clack. My my iPad or do you have a actually selectric? attaches to a typewriter, so I'm did typing on that? my typewriter. I did. Oh, that was it. It was. I thought you had to make joke. it like an instructable. Oh no 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 no! I think that there. It, that's this that came out before April Fools. There was. Uh, there, I think there's actual. Oh my God! Have I been? Duped? I think you might have been duped because no. I was duped. Yeah, yeah. It's, no, no, no. Uh, it was. Was it? Uh, was it a carriage, an old timey carriage that you set your iPad into, and then yeah. something would come up and, and hit the screen? No, 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 no. This was. Um, it was. It was wired. There was a, a typewriter that had sort of like a you know like a little motherboard on it, and it would take the input and it would attach to your iPad by a cable. Oh, okay. I think. Mm, might still be a joke. Might Taylor. still be. I know, and I want it. I don't I'm, even know what you guys. I know what steampunk is, and I know what an iPod is. And you, and 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 you know what an iPad is, and you know what a typewriter is, right? Yes. So it's a typewriter carriage that you would put your iPad in, <laughs> and then it types on. And the then screen. it types on the screen. That's gorgeous. And uh, it was an April Fool's joke because no. I was like, I kind of want it anyway. Yeah. And, oh uh, no! I defeating the purpose of the iPad, which is supposed to, to be portable. This out. We have to yeah, yeah. This out. <laughs> It'll be in the notes, people. I'll look it up. 
figure it out. Um, yeah. So then after after that, I was like, this is not this is not going well. It turns out I am I don't know how to write a book just off of pure inspiration. <laughs> sure. Um, and I moved back to Los Angeles and I went to Santa Monica College. And from there, I tried is that that community college down there? Mm-hmm. That's like one of the greatest. It's co- awesome. It's, it's it's the best college I went to out of the three four. Sort of. It's like a seriously really well respected community college, and because um, California has a crazy number of 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 colleges that you can attend. Like, yeah, I there's thought Wisconsin the... did, but this is. I mean, granted, it's a lot bigger than Wisconsin, California, but I mean, you have like a three tier system, don't you? There's a well, there's the community college system, and the as the way that it works right now is California makes it pretty affordable for uh, folks to uh, attend community colleges. You can get a thing called a BOG waiver, which you can. Um, not pay for it. It allows you to kind of go to school for free. And then you have the CSU huh. system, which is the Cal State system, which is more, it's supposed to be, it was designed to be more, um, practical, like sort of almost more trade, trade based, kind of more, stuff? more, prof- but, but kind of m- more practical skills as opposed to the UC system, which is more theoretic, theory based and intellectual. It's for, it's for, um, breeding academics. But the UC system, I think, is, is definitely, um, considered better. Uh, but they're all going okay. broke now, so. Right, 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 because everybody has a. Yeah, so I, I. I just paid my taxes, and my taxes were $1,000. Yeah. Guess what? California needs more than a 1000 of my dollars. <laughs> Holy crap. I'm willing to give it Your to them. Your state taxes my were My state taxes, ta- taxes were $1,000 wow. last year. Wow. I was like, what, what happened? I don't know where the money comes from. Like, we have the artichoke capital of, of like. What? <laughs> What's happening? California has, a, has some up in, like. On the way to Santa Cruz, there's okay. like this place that's like it's the artichoke capital. We have a, what I'm trying to say is that we have so we have such a rich, right? A- Gilroy, agriculture. yeah, the garlic, the garlic right. capital, yeah, there's, Gilroy, there's California, olives and garlic, and and we have a, a, a Mediterranean climate that is you know that's so rare, and mm-hmm, at the mm-hmm. same time, we are broke. We have the fourth largest economy in the world, and we're broke. Right. Uh, you know what they're doing? They're building more prisons. Um, What's well, a growth economy? It's a growth you know, economy. You're going to more. Th- I think they're trying to privatize the prisons, and then, <laughs> yeah. but then there's kind of a, a good thing. There's a science fiction movie in that. <laughs> they're, um, I think they're they're de- decriminalizing m- smaller small amounts of, of drugs, like drug possession. Uh, they they could clean out the they could clean out the prisons if they let go of the pot, folks. Yeah. Well, what I don't. What I still the fact that we need a Megan's Law website, the fact that there's enough people that want to fuck children that are not in jail that have fucked children that are now because we have to keep people who use drugs in jail. Mm. Here's it, my theory on that. Of course, is that that uh, we're, we're there aren't as many people fucking children as we think that there are fucking children because of Nancy Grace and Law. No, I agree SBA. with you on well, that. Also, I They're think blowing it out of- Megan's Law is. Let me correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Megan's law applies to sex offenders in general, and not all sex offenders are pedophiles. No, I understand that there's a whole. Oh, a buddy of mine was changing his clothes for an audition in his car. Oh, and he didn't realize he was a half a block from a from a grade school, <gasps> and so he, yeah, it cost him thirteen grand. That's and it's still on his record. You, know, I mean. People, I mean, people behave like robots and enforce those laws. I'm just saying, yeah. like, there are, and I agree with you also on the mania, and like, it's almost like a Salem witch hunt with, you know, they're cre- they're, they're cre- they were. Most we're people are not broken in that way. Yeah, ninety-eight percent, even in prison, they kill those guys. 
Like, e- even bad guys who are in prison for violence and other things like that, if you rape and or diddle small children, you're in or trouble diddle. in prison. Yeah, because I'm 107. Which but, is what um, I'm saying. I Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I think the answer is to bring back Devil's Island. I think just, <laughs> you know, because I'm against the death penalty. If you find out the guy's in Australia? Something like that. I I, uh, I was on a trip to the Keys, and I went to... Uh, Key Indi- West? Key West, yeah. Sure, sure. And I went to... This place is actually really cool. Did you have Key Lime Pie? I did. I had the best... <laughs> GD key. Why am I? I dropped the f bomb a million. I've said fuck a million times, and I'm and I'm abbreviating. God damn it! Now, uh, <laughs> um, well, he is probably listening. He is. Me. I don't. I think God damn it would be if I was really going to take offense at words, which is silly. But I think God damn it's more offensive than fuck. But anyway, sure. Um, I mean, Jefferson, go yeah. for it. Fort Jefferson, which was built on this island in the middle of nowhere, on the dry Tortugas, right? Mm-hmm. And it was built during the Civil War, and the, the idea was like it's way out in the Gulf of Mexico. And the idea was it was basically would have cut off uh, shipping to the south because then they can't right. have the ships go around. And there was no, it was put in such a place that there was no way to get to the Mississippi. Was that that fort that uh, the guy who killed um, that Henry Mudd was at? Yes. All right. Yes. It was basically the 1800s version of the Death Star. It was like this huge <laughs> brick monstrosity and just bristling with fucking armament. And then the yeah, south yeah. was just all right, well, we just won't go that way. So then they didn't use it for anything. Right. That's a perfect place to put these guys because it's just like it's in the middle of nowhere. You just, you know. I got a better plan. As long as we're just going to uh, arbitrarily take care of uh, hundreds of thousands of people that are incarcerated, let's put them to work. And what I want them to do is I want them to, um, in two-week shifts, go out to that giant pile of garbage in the Pacific. Yeah. And the garbage patch. It, right. And harvest it for uh, recycling and clean it up. And then if they go out and, to, and, and, and essentially, we, we pay them. You know, I mean, because you can't employ people and not pay them. Right. But it gets them out of the incarceration. It um, it cleans up the giant garbage patch. Uh, we have some recycling, and um, they pay some karmic debt back. They, yeah, yeah. And if they're and and if they've been uh, wrongly accused, I mean, it's just you know, I mean, I think that there's there's so much work out there that it'd be like the best WPA program ever. The weird you know? thing about the garbage patch is that it's. It's not a lot. Most of it isn't like garbage. It's micro bits. The size, like collectively, it, it makes up the size of Texas. Right. But it's not like it's in a boot and a tire. <laughs> and <laughs> you can just go fishing for boots. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you if, have haven't you watched a bunch of cartoons? Like yeah. you obviously or just can. <laughs> right. can. You would have sometimes. to do netting. And the thing is, is that, that there's yeah. there's a lot of things that are living in the garbage patch now. And uh, the thing is, is to clean the garbage patch is not as simplistic as I, I'll simplify a thing. I'm not above it. And um, <laughs> so, you, you, but but if you do destroy the garbage patch, you're destroying the ecosystem of the bajillion things that are now living in and around and off of the garbage patch. That's the same argument with um, creating like man-made reefs, um, like. Okie dokie. Uh, like, uh, yeah, no, yeah, like the city ship cool. or something. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Um, a good example was, um, I think about three years ago, New York took a lot of its, uh, train cars and dumped them in the ocean. Right. And it creates these artificial reefs where, on the one hand, it, um, it's kind also of- how they took care of the homeless problem. <laughs> right. They were in the train cars. <laughs> that would have been. Oh, Note Giuliani, you're crafty. <laughs> you are a crafty man. And they're going to build a gap right on top of it. It's going to be awesome. No, American no. apparel. <laughs> It'll be haunted. Strip mall. It's going to be haunted. I'll vote for that guy if he tries to run again. And uh, so, yeah, yeah. So they build it, and then there's then, then there's life that's living off of it, and but it's an eyesore, and it's a and it's degrading into the ocean, and they're. 
pros and cons to everything. I mean, <laughs> that's what it means to be an adult is realizing that not everything is th- clean cut. Mm-hmm. What if we uh, created like a whole bank of exercycles and hooked them up to an electrical generator? And then you had the guys working half hour shifts. So that's it's, a great idea. That's a good cardio Alternative workout. energy uh, resource. I like that. Con power. Ed Begley Jr. Con power. Uh, just, oh, con power. Yeah, he said it. TM. You named it. You named it. You trademarked. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, uh, I don't know if you know this, but it's been an hour. Oh. Can you believe it? I mean, and, and the thing is, as per usual with the Dork Forest, we touched the circus, surface of about 9,000 things. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what, uh, what, what, what websites, uh, should people go to? What do you think? Uh, if they want to know more about Paul Feldman, Man of the People, where do they go? Uh, you can, I have a blog up at feldmanicus.wordpress.com. And I will link that on the notes. Uh, I have a short up at Funny or Die. You can just go to Funny or Die and look for the Chronicles of Mercury. And the planet. What's that? The planet Mercury. Uh, Freddie Mercury. Oh, Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, will have you back. Okay. <laughs> That's great. And then, um, and then, are you performing or storytelling or what? What are you doing? Uh, well, oh, I know you're going to write. Yeah, I, I just got hired to write for a. Uh, it's a podcast, but it's basically it's in development, and it's basically going to be the hipper. Version of Loveline is okay. Oh. With John Heffron, it's going to be like a John Heffron and Doctor V. Yeah, so nice. awesome. Um, so I, I just got cleared to talk about that today. So I'm very Excellent. excited. Hey, Paul Feldman, congratulations! congratulations. Thank you, That's thank great. You. And uh, yeah, T- Taylor Orsi, talk to me briefly about where people can mo- learn more about your brand of magic. Oh, okie dokie. Um, I, I have a I have a Tumblr which is just taylororsi.tumblr.com, and, and I, I have, a, link off I have of a Twitter which is Taylor Orsi at Twitter, and then um, I also do a kind of a regular series um, with my comedy partner, Madison Perry, uh, called Shit Pitch. Really? Where we basically, um, (laughs) it is basically creating the pitch room of of movies. And it's not necessarily the movies that are shit, it's the pitch that's shit. The idea is that... Or just do a bad pitch? Yeah, it's well, it's kind of like... Blockbusters and very, you know, uh, Citizen Kane. What's the bad pitch? <laughs> well, it's like we did. Um, we did uh, an example that we did recently was uh, Nick Cage's Drive Angry 3D, which is called Drive Angry 3D. That is the official title. And um, wow. what wow. if you guys don't understand the <laughs> the premise of Drive Angry? Nicholas Cage comes back from hell. He breaks out of hell in a really fancy car to get a cult. Breaks out of hell, you had me at breaks out of hell. A cult has murdered his daughter and kidnapped his granddaughter. So he's a grandpa. Wow. That comes out of hell to get... But he meets a woman who's 24 years old and she falls in... Oh, I'm sorry. He's well. He that's <laughs> that's just a that's just a sidekick, actually. But the I mean, one of the I don't know. Are you guys going to see this movie? Can I tell you a scene? You can spoiler, spoiler alert. It's actually. Um, a fantastic. I saw it in the theater after we did the shit pitch. Oh, and it's out. Yeah, it already came out. Okay. This okay. is this is just an example of one of the ones that we that we did. But um, there's a scene in in there where he is um having sex with a woman. For some reason, he has all his clothes on, and he has his sunglasses on. And like the bad guys come in, and while he's still fucking this girl, takes out a gun, and he just starts to kill them and the girl's like ah ah like she starts on her and he's still like holding her and she's naked so you can see just her ass and everything and he's just going you know killing all these dudes that have like hatchets and axes wow wow that is a that is 
That is the biggest cartoon fantasy that I've ever heard. It's just like, and then they both came in synchronous apocalypse. Dun, dun, dun. It, it's an amazing movie. And it's called what? 3D? Oh, that's that's called Drive Angry 3D. Is it out? And you're saying it's coming out now? No, it already came out. So this is when? Mm, two months ago or a month right, ago? Netflix streaming. You guys, yeah. you guys that's, should that please like go see it. Yeah, oh it was God. amazing. Um, yeah, and then uh, oh, um. A few, I don't know when this is going to come out, but I did a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, I, uh, am going to be on a, a show very briefly on Ooh. Adult Swim called NTSF. It's like a, it's called NTSF, uh, SDSUV. It's, <laughs> it's a, it's a parody of procedural shows. It's, uh, uh comedian Paul Shear oh, nice. is behind it and some of the UCB folks. And, um, I'm just, in it briefly, but right, right. But, but uh, it's but, a great, it's a great little, it's a great show that they have. That so. sounds hilarious. That's great. Um, I you go to my website, people, jackiecation.com, and then you can see that I will be in San Francisco starting the 25th, actually, um, April 25th. Going to do a bunch of one nighters up there, and hopefully tape um, some dork forests. Uh, you're do- all doing vital work by listening. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in, and uh, see you next time. Goodbye. Thanks for being on the show, you guys. Yay! My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. Thank we you. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?